your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 622 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And that song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, we want to do a very special episode where we take a look back at the top 10 best New York Ranger wins of the 2021-2022 season. We do this every every year, and it was quite a bit of a more difficult list to put together this time around simply because, well, the Rangers, they won a lot more games this year than they did in either of the two preceding seasons, as you may have noticed. And I just thought this would be a good time to get this list started. We're going to break it into two separate episodes. We're going to do uh, the 10th through 6th best wins of the season today, and then 5 through 1 in a different episode. And I just thought this would be a good time to do it because, you know, I think a lot of us right now still kind of feeling the sting of the Rangers season ending uh, before the Stanley Cup final. Obviously, it was a tremendous run. Rangers proved a lot of people wrong. And they even got a 2-0 lead in the Eastern Conference Final against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Unfortunately, just not able to close out the series victory. And as a result of that, uh, the Rangers, their season ends just one step uh, short of the Stanley Cup Final. So uh, with all that said, it was still a fantastic season. One of my absolute favorite as a New York Ranger fan. I've heard from a couple of you guys as well that have shared similar sentiments. It's just such a likable group. And it was just so much fun to see them get all these uh, wins this season and have this crazy run in the playoffs. And like I said, uh, we're going to kick off the countdown with number 10 in just a second here. Best New York Ranger wins of the 2021-2022 season. And there isn't really any strict criteria here. It could, uh, as far as these games securing a place on the top 10 list here, could have something to do with a crazy individual performance, uh, some late-game heroics, uh, just winning a game at a time when the Rangers really need to get a win. There's really no criteria. These are just what I consider to be the 10 best, 10 most clutch, 10 most enjoyable Ranger wins of the season. The only rule that I've got here is we are going to limit this list as far as the playoffs are concerned. Only one win per series will get on this list because if I didn't do that, there'd probably end up being about eight wins from the playoffs on this top 10 list here. And I want to, you know, encompass the entire season. I remember some wins from all over the entire campaign, not just the playoffs. So uh, we're going to do that. We're going to start with number 10. We're also going to have a series of honorable mentions. We'll do a couple of the honorable mentions today, just kind of run through them quickly, and a couple of honorable mentions in the part two of this episode where we count down five through one. But without any further ado, yes, let's go ahead and start at number 10, what I consider to be the 10th best New York Ranger win of the season. That would be a two to one victory at home against the Boston Bruins back on February 15th. You guys uh, might remember this one. It went to a nine round shootout, and then you had a walk off goal in the shootout by Keandre Miller. And, you know, the Rangers had already beaten the Bruins once earlier this season, but I think this kind of proved that it wasn't a fluke and kind of showed that there was a little bit of a changing of the guard going on. You know, we 
done a couple crossover episodes in the past. We did a crossover episode with Jared Ellis of Locked on Hurricanes, and I thought he made a great point in that episode how, you know, there's a little bit of a changing of the guard going on in the Eastern Conference right now. You look at teams like the Washington Capitals, the Boston Bruins, the Pittsburgh Penguins, these teams that have kind of uh, basically ruled the East over the last decade or so, or in some cases even longer. Those three teams, yeah, they all made the playoffs this season, but I don't know how many people had them, you know, going on a crazy uh, run to the Stanley Cup this year. I mean, never say never, but yeah, I mean, all three of those teams got knocked out in the first round of the playoffs this year. And again, this win by the Rangers against the Bruins showed that their earlier win against the Bruins uh, earlier in the season was no fluke and just a great game, a very exciting game, a game where the Rangers had to come from behind to win it. And again, uh, the late game heroics from Ke'Andre Miller, or really the, the shootout heroics from Ke'Andre Miller, the ninth round of the shootout, he scores in that shootout uh, for the walk-off goal there. But yeah, you know, Boston took an early lead in this game, one to nothing. A uh, little bit of a sloppy play by Barclay Goodrow and failed to get the clear of the zone. And that's not like Barclay Goodrow, obviously, but the Rangers were back on their heels for a while. That turnover by Goodrow led to a goal and a one nothing lead in the first period for the Bruins. But you get a couple of clutch saves by Igor Shesterkin because, of course, you do. I mean, that's just kind of par for the course. And then you get Philip Hedl tying the game uh, in a play where Braden Schneider passes out of his own zone up to Dryden Hunt who is at the blue line of the Bruins. He's got his back to the blue line, turns and passes to his left to spring Heedle into the zone. Heedle shoots, the save is made. Heedle gets his own rebound and buries it and ties the game at one-to-one. You had Igor Shesterkin uh, making a tough save against Taylor Hall on a breakaway. You had an offensive zone faceoff for the Bruins with the score still tied at 1-1 with three seconds remaining. Passer not got a quick wrist shot away, but there's Igor Shesterkin once again making a glove save at the final horn there and uh, sending the game into overtime. He also uh, robbed Pasternak in the overtime with a sliding save. He made another really nice glove save against Taylor Hall in the overtime period. And then, you know, the biggest reason why I think this makes the list here, the top 10, is what happened with Igor Shesterkin. As you know, the legend of Igor Shesterkin basically just uh, takes on a new life in this game. So if you guys remember, it's the overtime period. Uh, Igor Shesterkin, there was some contact with him at a certain point, And then you know, there's a play stoppage, play continues, Igor's in there for another couple of minutes, and then all of a sudden, you get the call from the league down to the Rangers telling them that they have to take Igor Shesterkin out of the game so that he can enter the concussion protocol. And keep in mind, this happens with just 40 seconds remaining in overtime, and this happened several minutes before this. So if anyone from the NHL happens to be listening to this, your system is broken. It does not work. If you're going to have a situation where you think somebody needs to be checked out for a concussion, but then several more minutes go by with that player still in the game, then it kind of defeats the purpose. I mean, I guess better late than never, and I understand why this policy is in place, but that's pretty ridiculous. That it took them a couple of minutes to get word down that Igor Shesterkin had to come out of the game. So Alex Georgiev plays the final 40 seconds of the overtime period, and then you get a little bit of a delay. There's a little bit of a break between overtime and the shootout. And then, of course, the game indeed goes into a shootout, and the Rangers end up winning in nine rounds. But the shootout was crazy in and of itself. You had Jake DeBrus scoring in the first round, and then Mika Zibanejad immediately ties it in the second round. Uh, Panarin gives the Rangers a 2-1 to lead in the shootout in the second round. Then Coyle in the third round, he has to score to keep the Bruins alive. He does. And so then we end up going quite a while before anybody else actually scored a goal. But Keandre Miller in the bottom of the ninth, quote-unquote, Great play by Miller, you know, goes in up the right side, kind of slow, picks up some speed, uh, nice shoulder fake, gets Swayman to bite, 
Looked like Miller was going to go back in. Instead, he pulls it back to the forehand and slips it into the net just inside the outstretched right skate of Jeremy Swayman. So just a great win by the Rangers and something that really elevates this and kind of ensured its spot on the top 10 list for me. Once again, just the fact that Igor Shesterkin came out of this game. I mean, first of all, he was fantastic to begin with. He had a, an excellent game in this one. He ends up making, let's see, it was... 31 saves on 32 shots, and then in the shootout itself, only three of the uh, nine Bruins, or no, excuse me, only two of the nine Bruins skaters were able to score in the shootout. So Igor Shesterkin, man, I mean, he was having an awesome season to begin with, and this one of the signature performance of said awesome season, a season in which he will, in all likelihood, win the Vesna and has been nominated for the Hart Trophy. I would still imagine McDavid wins the Hart, but uh, we'll wait and see how that shakes out. And uh, yeah, if this is number 10, you guys know it's only going to get a lot better from here because this was an awesome win against a tough team, uh, very dramatic at the end, everything that happened with Igor. And then, of course, anytime you've got a nine-round shootout and you can win that game, it's an exhilarating victory to be sure. So we're going to continue uh, rolling with this countdown in just a second here. But first, just want to let everybody know, today's episode of Lockdown New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. You know how our friends at Built are always coming out with new amazing flavors? Well, this time, Built has truly outdone themselves with their new mud pie flavor. And for the first time ever, Built is introducing the new mud pie flavor in both mud pie bar and mud pie puff. Not sure what mud pie tastes like? Well, if you're a chocolate fan, you better sit down for this one. This new mud pie is rich with whipped cream and chocolate mousse, smothered in 100% real chocolate and topped with cookies and cream crumbles. You've got to try mud pie as soon as possible, and you need to hurry because the mud pie bar and mud pie puff are only available for a limited time. Visit Built.com to taste the deliciousness for yourself. Like all Built Bars, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. What's great about Built is that all their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Chocolate mousse, whipped cream, cookies and cream crumble. Stop drooling. Get to Built.com to order your box of mud pie bars and puffs right now. You will not regret it. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, just want to thank you guys for making Lockdown New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and we have an important favor to ask of you. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Lockdown podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and what you don't like about Lockdown podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thanks for your help. All right, number nine in our countdown here of best New York Ranger wins of the 2021-2022 season. We're going back to October, October 18th. This was the Rangers' second straight win. It brought them to 2-1-1 after an 0-1-1 start to the season. Obviously, you know, it's not the end of the world if you don't win this game. By the way, it's, it's at the Toronto Maple Leafs. I should probably uh, mention that. It's not the end of the world if you don't win this game, obviously, but you don't want to start the season with three losses in your first four games. Obviously, there's a new coaching staff, a lot of new players. You want to get this season off to a good start, something that the Rangers have not been able to do in previous seasons, the last two seasons uh, most specifically. I also think that this game of all the ones that I have on this top 10 list, this was the toughest one to rank because... The Rangers didn't really play that well. I mean, you're up against a tough opponent. You're in their building. Obviously, they have no shortage of uh, weapons, do the Maple Leafs. But 
The Leafs are basically skidding circles around the Rangers for pretty much the entire night, but I do think that this game, which the Rangers won 2-1 to one in overtime, set that tone early in the season that no matter what happens, no matter what kind of a game it is, the Rangers aren't going to give up. They're going to stick with it, and they're going to do everything they can to win the game. And it also set the tone for Igor Shesterkin and the kind of season that he was going to put together because, my God, I think this might have been his best performance of the entire season, and I do not say that lightly. The guy was a human highlight reel from the beginning of the season all the way up until the Rangers' season ended in the Eastern Conference Final, but he was absolutely spectacular. And again, just a game where the Rangers dug deep. They were not the better team on the ice, but they stuck with it the entire way. They found a way to uh, to get the win here. They couldn't really create any scoring opportunities in regulation. They end up getting outshot 41-23 to on the night, um, but... They hung tough and they got it done. Uh, Mika Zibanejad actually gave the Rangers a lead in the first period, 13-49. He gave them a one to nothing lead, just an absolute snipe. And then you had Bunting tying the game early in the second period. And like I said, the rink was basically tilted in Toronto's favor. And the Rangers were really back on their heels for a lot of this to the point that when this game went into overtime, as a Ranger fan, you almost kind of breathe a sigh of relief because, okay, we're going to get a point out of this no matter what. They were the better team, but at least we're going to come out of Toronto with at least one point here. And you never know what can happen in overtime because it's three on three in the regular season. Obviously, everything opens up. Rangers have a lot of skilled players. Maybe they can take advantage of that. And they eventually do take advantage of that, that situation, you know, being in overtime. But not without going through first, one of the craziest overtime periods that you will ever see. Obviously, the teams skate three aside and just up and down hockey, scoring chances, A-plus scoring chances both ways, excellent saves by both Igor Shesterkin and Jack Campbell. Campbell made a lot of really nice saves for the Leafs, but the one sequence that I think a lot of people are going to remember is you've got a situation where Igor has to come out of his net up the right side a little bit to play the puck in the overtime period here. And he tries to play the puck out of the zone, shoots it off the boards. Unfortunately, the Leafs take it away. So they're going to try to shoot into the vacated net. And Igor, at this point, he's back skating toward his own net. And he's way out of his crease. I mean, miles out of his crease, basically. And he makes a save while back skating here. And the puck deflects away, but he's still got to get back into his net. There's a pass made by Toronto. Austin Matthews has a golden opportunity right on the doorstep trying to bury this one and end the game for Toronto. He's not able to do so because of an excellent point blank, uh, kind of a sprawling save by Igor Shesterkin there. Doesn't get much better than that. And again, just up and down the ice and anybody's game at this point, but you have a situation where uh, Campbell made a really nice glove save against the Rangers. They had a 2-1. I believe it was Mika Zibanejad that he made the glove save against, and then you get the offensive zone uh, draw for the Rangers. You got Mika taking it. Panarin's out there as well, and a little bit of a tie-up after the puck was dropped, but Panarin and Mika working really hard to keep this play alive. A little bit of pitch and catch back and forth, a sequence of really short passes between the two of them, and then Panarin rips it and scores and gives the Rangers an improbable 2-1 to win. So again, a tough game to rank because the Rangers were soundly outplayed, but again, I think it was important to establish that early season tone where we're going to keep fighting no matter what the situation is, no matter how hopeless it looks. And obviously, Igor Shesterkin, you got to give all the credit to him stopping 40 of 41 shots. And again, just a highlight reel performance from what turned out to be a highlight reel season for Igor Shesterkin and just a really, really fun win for the New York Rangers. All right, number eight, we're going to go back to March 20th. So the most recent game on our countdown, at least so far here, the Rangers go on the road and take down the Carolina Hurricanes by a final score of two to nothing. Basically, this was just the Alex Georgiev show, and we'll get to Georgie in just a second. Uh, but first, I did want to mention that, you know, I think that this game took on kind of a, a pretty significant uh, psychological you know, victory for the Rangers, if that makes sense. Because the Rangers played the Canes 
four times in the regular season. This is the only one that they won. And obviously, the Rangers end up playing the Hurricanes in the second round of the playoffs. They win that series in dramatic fashion, four games to three, going on the road and winning game seven to take out the Canes once again in the second round. But if the Raiders lose this game to the Canes here, you know, then you're swept by the Canes in the regular season, all four games, and then you start that playoff series by losing the first two games. Well, now you've played the Canes six times and you've lost all six of them. So I think uh, at least to a certain extent, this game is valuable and important because it gave the Rangers uh, just that knowledge that, okay, we can beat this team. Because uh, ever since, you know, the three-game sweep by the Canes against the Rangers in the bubble playoffs a couple of years ago, the Rangers have not really fared that well against this team. So I think it's an important win for that singular reason alone. But on top of that, again, this is another one of those games where I would have to say the Canes were the better team overall, but Alex Georgiev stole the show. And it was a great game for Alex Georgiev because it wasn't too long before this where Georgiev went through just a horrible slump to the point that you know, Rainier fans were openly starting to wonder, like, do we have to do something here? Like, is there a situation where this guy is basically running out of town and, you know, the Rangers bring in a different backup goalie or, you know, maybe Keith Kincaid takes over for Alex Georgiev? It was that bad. Georgiev was in a heck of a slump, and uh, this was one of the games that kind of got him back on track. I would say the best game that he ever played in his NHL career, at least to date. He ends up with a 44-save shutout in a game in which the Rangers were outshot 44-18. to At one point in this game, the shots were... 21-4 to midway through the second period in favor of the Canes. So obviously the Rangers getting outplayed here, but they're hanging tough as was their MO for pretty much the entire season. Something else I'll say in the Rangers' defense here as far as why they were basically getting run off the ice. This was the second game of a back-to-back, -back, and the night prior, they had gone into Tampa Bay and beat the Lightning by a final score of 2-1. to So that makes this win even sweeter, the fact that you can pull out, uh, again, a win against a tough team in their building on the second game of a back-to-back. -back. But again, Alex Georgiev was the story of this game. Some really tough early blocker saves. There were a couple of opportunities that the Canes got where they were shooting from some really high dangerous scoring areas. Georgiev fought those off. He made a point-blank mass save against Kokaniemi and held his ground on some really crazy scrambles in front of the Ranger net as well. Also made a couple of saves on some odd man rushes. You name it, he did it. Pretty much any kind of a save that a goalie can make in a hockey game, Georgiev had at least two or three of basically every single kind. But uh, the Rangers, they end up taking the lead. Lafreniere makes a pass back to Jacob Truba at the point. Truba just throws it at the net. There's Chris Kreider in front of the net, and he scores on a deflection, as he did many, many times during this season. So that gave the Rangers a one to nothing lead. And then you had Georgiev coming up clutch once again at the end of this game, making a couple of uh, really good saves toward the end, the final 130 or so. Uh, you know, the Canes had a couple of chances from in deep, and Georgiev fought it off with a couple of pad saves there. And then you have a situation where Tara Vinen is unable to hold the zone uh, while the Canes net is empty. So the puck went by him. And then Vetrano wins the foot race to a loose puck, picks it up in stride, goes in alone and scores on the empty netter and gives the Rangers the 2-0 uh, win. But again, just an absolutely fantastic performance by Alex Georgiev. Cannot say enough about the job that he did here. Obviously, basically making sure that his season did a complete 180 because he went from really being a liability to somebody that was uh, really stepping up his game and really coming up clutch when the Rangers needed it. And obviously, you know, Gallant doesn't like to use both goalies in both games of a back-to-back. And so he goes to Alex Georgiev here, and Alex Georgiev uh, comes up clutch with a just outstanding 44-save shutout. And the Rangers post an important win, the only one they, they would get against a team that they would end up seeing in the playoffs later in this season. And we will get to the Rangers' seventh and sixth best wins of the season, as well as a handful of honorable mentions, and we will do that in just a second. 
All right, seventh best win of the New York Ranger 2021-2022 season. For this one, we're going to go back to January 19th. The Rangers pick up a 6-3 home win against the Toronto Maple Leafs. I thought this game was significant because the Rangers got off to just a terrible start in this game, and then they really turned it on after that. And they also went into the third period tied at three goals apiece. And then, of course, uh, they really step on the gas, score three goals in the third period to win 6-3. And Kind of just par for the course for the Rangers over this season. We've talked about how they are one of the absolute best teams in the league when it comes to how they play in the third period, and that was on full display here. But back to this bad start that I was talking about. The Rangers were down 2 to nothing, just 3.30 into this game. Couple of bad penalties against the Rangers. He had a goal that came as the result of a turnover by Ryan Lindgren. He was just unable to clear. Leafs got a great chance, and they scored to make it one nothing. The Rangers also left the front of their net wide open while they were shorthanded, so the Leafs take advantage there. They make it 2 to nothing, and I don't know. It just kind of had that look that it was just going to be one of those nights, and the Rangers might get run out of the building by a Toronto team that I'm sure was looking for some payback from our number nine entry on this list when the Rangers went into Toronto and uh, stole a 2-1 to win in overtime. But the Rangers, they get it going again, and they get back into the game, Ryan Reeves gets one back for the Rangers. He scores to make the score 2-1 to one in favor of the Leafs. He had Greg McKaig passing out of the corner to Ryan Reeves in front of the net, and then Reeves scoring. So I don't know how many people had that on their bingo card, but yes, Greg McKaig to Ryan Reeves for a goal for the New York Rangers. Cuts the lead to 3-1. Unfortunately, the Leafs get another goal late in the first period, so it's 3-1 to one after the first period. But then the Rangers, uh, they close out this game with five consecutive goals. You get another goal by Ryan Reeves in the second period. Nice shot. He scores short side to cut the Toronto lead to 3-2. to two. And then Adam Fox ties the game in the third period, or second period, excuse me, went five-hole to do so. And again, we've talked about how good the Rangers have been in the third period for the entire season. This was a shining example of that. Playing a quality opponent, already been a crazy game. And then the third period, you get goals from Ryan Strom, Chris Kreider, and Adam Fox. The Strom goal holds up as the game winner, and this one happened 10:50 into the third period, and the Rangers got a little bit of a break on this one. You've got Panarin, a nice play to gain the blue line. He's kind of just waiting along the boards and, and looking to make his move. He passes back to Ryan Lindgren. Ryan Lindgren is trying to shoot with his momentum kind of taking him toward the net, but the shot gets deflected, goes to the other side of the net, and goes right to Ryan Strom, and Strom tips it in from the doorstep to give the Rangers their first lead of the game, and this happens past the halfway point of the third period where the Rangers take their first lead. And then, of course, the Rangers have a bad shift on the shift that immediately follows the goal. But Igor Shesterkin with some nice saves there, bails them out. You get Chris Kreider scoring a little bit later in the third period on a rebound, makes the Ranger lead up to 5-3. to three. And then Adam Fox with one of the best empty netters that you'll ever see. He had to fish the puck out of his corner. There's about 2.24 to go in the game. And he just immediately turns and shoots it down the rink right into the empty net. It's pretty hard to score uh, from a point on the rink where you're farther away from the goal than Adam Fox was here. But he hit it dead center, and just like that, the Rangers up 6-3. to three. That was indeed the final score. But again, one of those games that shows that the Rangers can overcome a, a tough start and shows that they're at their absolute best when they need to be at their absolute best. And that was the third period, outscoring at least 3 to nothing in the third period, continuing the season-long trend of the Rangers, you know, again, being at their best in the third period and being at their best during crunch time. And hey, any game where Ryan Reeves scores two goals, that's a ton of fun in and of itself. And so that lands it at the number seven spot on this countdown. And for right now, I do want to go through a couple of honorable mentions. We're going to have a couple of honorable mentions in today's episode, and we'll also have a couple of honorable mentions in the episode where we count down from the fifth best win of the season to the best win of the season for the New York Rangers. And we're going to run through these pretty 
fast here, pretty rapid fire. And these are also in chronological order rather than any sort of a ranking. But I'm going to go back to the first win of the season, 3-1 to one at Montreal, just because it was the first win of the season. The Rangers were winless in their first two games, and you don't want to be chasing that first win for too long. I'm also going to mention a 3-1 to one win at Nashville on October 21st. First time the Rangers won a true grinded-out defensive game. There was so much emphasis on getting bigger and tougher and stronger this offseason, and the Rangers proved there that they could win that kind of a game. Uh, October 23rd, a 3-2 win at the Senators. The Rangers were down 2-0 in that game with less than six minutes remaining. He goes from Kreider, Lindgren, and Goudreau, and the Rangers win that game. And then also November 14th, a 4-3 shootout win at home against the Devils. Intensity was just off the charts in this game. And then you have it end in a seven-round shootout in which Chris Kreider scores the walk-off goal. You also had a situation in the shootout where Panarin and Ryan Strom each had to score on their shootout attempt, or else the Rangers would have lost, and both those players came through in those situations. Also, a November 21st win against the Sabres, 5-4, to four, back and forth all the way. The Sabres were game, but Ryan Lindgren scores a goal with just 0.7 seconds remaining. And this is one of those wins that the fact that that's not on the countdown tells you what a great season this was for the New York Rangers. Also going to mention a December 3 victory at home against the San Jose Sharks, a one to nothing victory. The only goal of this game was from Mika to Fox to Ryan Strom, which happened just 6.03 into the contest. And so to protect a one-goal lead for 54 minutes, very, very impressive. You had Igor Shesterkin stopping 19 of 19 shots, and then he got hurt. Alex Georgiev came in and stopped 9 of 9 shots. So a true team win there, uh, defensive struggle, and the Rangers winning that one. Uh, you've also got on New Year's Eve, a 4-3 shootout win at the Tampa Bay Lightning, back and forth all the way. You get two goals from Barclay Goodrow against his old team, and then the Rangers winning in the shootout on a walk-off goal by Mika Zibanejad. Of course, Andre Vasilevsky did not play in that game, so that kind of takes away from it a little bit. Otherwise, maybe that would have been on this contest. And then one more honorable mention that I'll throw out there to kind of close out this section of today's episode, a 4-1 win at Anaheim on January 18th. The biggest reason why this makes it, the simple fact that the Rangers outshot the Ducks 40-14 to 14 in this game. They held them to 14 shots on goal. Alex Georgiev gets the win. You get a goal from Jared Tenorti. Tenorti, in fact, actually had the game-winning goal in this game, and Ryan Lindgren also had two goals. So that'll do it for the honorable mentions of today's episode, and we got to shift our attention back to the official countdown where we go to number six, the number six best victory of the season for the New York Rangers. And that would be a 3 to nothing shutout of the Pittsburgh Penguins at Madison Square Garden on April 7th. This was the Rangers' third straight win over the Penguins in the regular season. It ensured that the Rangers won the regular season series against the Penguins three games to one. And that's obviously a good sign for the Rangers, you know, coming into or heading toward the playoffs, rather, because the Rangers were, in all likelihood, at this point in the season, going to be matched up with the Penguins. You never know what can happen, but for a while there, it was looking like for sure that the Rangers and Penguins were going to finish second and third in one order or another in the Metro Division, which would, of course, mean that they would end up playing each other in the first round of the playoffs. And, of course, that is indeed what happened. Um, but the other reason why this is a big win for the Rangers is it gave them the inside track or kind of strengthened their grip on second place in the Metro Division. And of course, if you win your division or come in second place, it means that you will have home ice advantage in the first round. And that obviously played a role in the Rangers winning that series against the Penguins, the overtime winner in Game 7, Artemi Panarin scoring there uh, at Madison Square Garden. So that game would have been on the road had it not been for you know, the Rangers obviously maintaining their hold on second place, and this game had a lot to do with that. But yeah, 
mean, the Rangers, it's one of those games where they basically just imposed their will, did whatever they wanted. You had Igor Shosturkin with a 30-save shutout, and he definitely made some nice saves in this game. But honestly, I think the bigger uh, storyline to take away from this one is just how well the Rangers defended. The Rangers were going through a stretch late in this season where they just weren't giving up anything. I mean, Igor was there to make the saves when he needed to be there, but the Rangers were just playing excellent team defense down the stretch late in this season. And this is a great example of that. The Rangers just not giving up a lot of quality scoring opportunities for the Penguins. And then they open the scoring in the second period. A little toe drag by Chris Kreider. Less than 30 seconds into the second period, there's a wild scramble in front of the Penguin net. And then Vetrano gets to the loose puck, and he backhands at home. Then, not too long after this, also in the second period, you got Andrew Kopp fighting Artemi Panarin with a pass, and Panarin roofs a backhand goal to make it 2 to nothing. So uh, some of the newer Rangers, Vetrano and Kopp, contributing on the score sheet there, Vitrano scoring, and then Cop picking up a primary assist. And then, of course, you know, the Rangers, they go on to take a 3 to nothing lead on a goal by Dryden Hunt. Hunt scores an empty net goal, basically shot it out of the Rangers zone all the way down into the empty net to make it 3 to nothing. There are only 38 seconds left. But as I mentioned in our initial recap of this game, you knew the Penguins were going to, you know, not handle this loss with any sort of dignity, with any sort of class. You knew they were going to start a bunch of trouble in the final 38 seconds. That's exactly what they did. You've got their players taking runs at players on the Rangers. You know, Chris Kreider was targeted by the Penguins. Who was it that went after Kreider? It was Friedman who went after Kreider. He got a big brawl at the end of the game. And I did notice, you know, after this game and all the shenanigans that happened at the end, after this game is when it seemed like Gallant started going with the strategy of having Ryan Reeves on the ice at the end of games, you know, games where the Rangers had a multi-goal lead, probably to make sure that stuff like this didn't happen anymore. But you got this big brawl at the end of the game. This is the same game where Anthony Angelo, trying to be relevant in some way, took out Tyler Mott with a very questionable hit in the third period. And then, again, you know, you get this big brawl at the end of the game. You've got a big standoff at the red line after the game is over. You know, Balkan was in there. You had Gensel and Kreider kind of barking back and forth. And uh, eventually, Brian Boyle was actually one of the players on the Penguins that got them to leave well enough alone and finally just leave the ice and head to the locker room. But in case you guys weren't aware, in case ESPN didn't let you know enough times, Sidney Crosby did, in fact, not play in this game. They mentioned that no fewer than 75 times during the course of this broadcast. But be that as it may, still a really nice win for the Rangers, a convincing win. Uh, they pretty much just were in complete control from start to finish. And ended up winning this game 3 or nothing, and took three out of four games from the Penguins in the regular season before, of course, defeating them in seven games, coming back from three games to one in the first round of the postseason and knocking them out of the playoffs as well. Uh, that will pretty much do it for today, though, guys. We definitely will have in a future episode the top five best Ranger wins of the season. I think we'll maybe save that for next week, and we'll spread these out a little bit in our next episode. I'd like to look at some of the key unrestricted free agents on the New York Rangers and talk about you know their chances of re-signing with the team, their chances of walking in free agency, and you know what it might cost to keep them wearing Ranger blue next season. So we'll get to that in our next episode. But yeah, that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that's at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts.